the thoughts and ideas you hear on this show are just our opinions. We have no affiliation with any restaurant or business whatsoever. We are just two guys hanging out talking about food. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, this is Tasty 219 Season 3, Episode Number 7. Greg is dancing to the song, even though the song is over. <laughs> this is an episode I wish that we had uh, cameras on and you could see us. We are rolling our, uh, usually we do uh, a pre-podcast with beer. Today we went to a meadery and uh, we got some take-home cans of mead and uh you have to roll them to get the sediment incorporated. So we're sitting here rolling our cans of, of mead, and it just caught me as funny. So I'm okay. doing good tonight. How about you? I'm fine. Yeah? Yeah. Just fine? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah? Yeah. I'm excited about this episode. Cool. This was a really... Um, you, there were no expectations for this restaurant that we went to, I didn't have any in my head, really. Sure. Uh, and was blown away when we walked in. Cool. So yeah. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Absolutely. I just wanted to give a little teaser. Um, okay. So, like I said, we pre-podcasted, and today we went to Manic Meadery. We did. That is a micro-winery in Crown Point. They are sorry, Yonzi. They are located at 1003 East Summit Street, Unit 3 in Crown Point. The website is manicmeadery.com. They are open Thursdays 4 to 9, Friday and Saturday 1 to 9, Sundays 1 to 6. Cool. And they craft small batches of mead wine and cider all do right you, do you know what a mead is larry isn't it like a honey based something or the other absolutely it's an alcoholic beverage made by fermenting honey mixed with water and sometimes other ingredients is that why this is an m with like bees wings on their can i would think that's pretty awesome logo that's sick looking yeah um and ABVs can go up to 18% in a mead. Sick. And we learned that they're pretty strong yes. uh, from our uh, tasting of a mead at uh, Viking Artisan Ales when we were there, remember? And you yes. said, why is the I'm portion like, yeah, so the rest small? Of this? Why is it so little? Yeah. It's like, well, it's like 16% or something. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. I still want a bigger one. <laughs> so... Uh, we started out tonight and we did a flight. We did. And um, we got their flights consist of four taster sizes. And when you get a flight, you uh, add up the cost of the tasters and you subtract $2. And do you have um, noted which ones we tried? I have all four that we okay, did. Okay, great. We did a stone ginger. Which is a mead with peach, apricot, mango, and ginger served lightly carbonated. It is 14%. It's uh, it's very gingery, but it doesn't have like an abrasive ginger bite. It's very good. I liked it a lot. I did too. It was it was good. Um, 
I don't know how to pronounce this word, that blossom one that you ordered. Do you know how to pronounce I, it? I don't. It's uh, L-E-H-U-A. I could try to pronounce it, but odds are it will be wrong, so I won't. I think this was the Hawaiian one, right? It was, um, a, it says rare Hawaiian honey, delicate notes of pineapple, mango, and peach. Uh, that's 12.4%. It's also a mead, and it's, uh, it's quite good. I liked it. Did you? Right. These were the two that I had picked. Yes. And I preferred the one with the ginger. I liked I liked both of them quite a bit. Okay. And then I picked a, it's called Bam with an exclamation point, uh, peanut butter and jam. And it's a Concord grape and roasted peanut mead. That's 13%. And it, uh, it tastes like a PBJ. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. You know how I complain a lot of times that I don't taste the notes of, mm-hmm. of craft beers or that type of thing? You got both the peanut butter and the jam in this one. Very much. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy You got it when you were bringing it up to your nose ready to take a sip, you know? Yes. You got you did. both it of them. It was very cool. That was a good choice on your part. And then... The last one we got was a blood orange cider, which is 6.9%, but it's just, um, I mean, it's a blood orange cider. Right. I mean, there's not much you can really say about that, but it was uh, very good. You could really taste the blood orange, but it wasn't heavily sweet, which was different for a cider. Ciders are often very, very sweet. There's a lot of dry ciders out there. That's uh, exactly what I was going to bring up uh, because I typically don't like ciders because they're way too sweet. This one was excellent. Um, In fact, uh, a funny little story. We were going to cheers with the um, selections that we made with each other. And when we went to cheers, I wanted to take this one out of your hand. Yeah, I held up my glass of cheers and then you went and grabbed the glass I was holding. (laughs) It was really good. It was my favorite one of the four. Mm Mm-hmm. And it kind of changed my mind on ciders. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like wine. You can't say that you don't like all reds because the they run the gamut from dry to sweet. True. True. And um, what else do we have here? Okay. We also want to shout out Allison and Haley. Who, Is that who was working? Yeah. Both super, super nice. Very cool. Um it was cool hanging out with them. They were very pleasant. They educated us on um, the establishment, um, you know, told us which ones to drink first so the flavors don't overpower the others. Correct. Uh, they also let us know that um, a collaboration between Manic Meadery and a new brewing company called Gnosis uh, they are taking over the old Devil's Trumpet location. Right. And they're going to do all the production there. And at Manic Meadery, they'll have all the meads and a selection of the Gnosis Brewing beers there and vice versa. They're at Gnosis. They'll have all their beers and a sampling of the meads. So it'd be a nice little collaboration. Cool. Other than that... I don't think I have anything else to say except what do we have in front of us to try? We have a Manic Meadery Nostalgic Dreams, which is a session mead with orange and vanilla. So it's like a dreamsicle type of scenario. Mm. It's uh, it's only 6%, so I guess it's a pretty mellow mead. Yeah. Um, 
we were rolling these cans to get the sediment at the bottom, and I'm really nervous that it's going to explode everywhere. But well, I'm, I did mine gently. I'm going to go for it anyway. Didn't happen. We're good. Yeah. But yeah, there's uh, all those cansy sounds. So, so cheers to trying cheers. new things. Let's see how this goes. It's a pretty orange color if you look in the can. It's beautiful. This is delicious. This is very good. This is very good. I have to agree. The vanilla is strong. The citrus and the orange is strong and it's sweet, but it's not terribly like too sweet. That vanilla is on the end. Oh god, this is good. This is really good. This is really really good. This would be excellent on a hot day outside. I could see it like in a pineapple cup with a umbrella on top. It's it's, it's tropical. Yeah, for sure. Good choice. Thank you. This is this is ridiculously good. I love everything about this. Yeah. And everything I tried there today, I loved. I love their branding. I love the way that their tap room looks. Um, I don't have anything not great to say about this whole thing. Right. And they ended up, they uh, uh, gave us some stickers. Ah, yes, they did. That you'll be able to put up. Uh, Larry has a sticker collection that's on his... Um, bookcase i would say yeah yeah and, the uh, shelf with yeah. a bunch of stuff on it has <laughs> varying stickers from some of them are our establishments that we visited yeah fluids on there and uh shout out to uppercuts and uh i think we have a sticker from our friends at two mics in one basement mm-hmm. We have that uh, that lady that makes the teas that we got from the farmer's market oh, on yes. there. Uh-huh. Our farms is on there. Um, Ricochet Tacos is on there. And what we found is that this is a pretty common thing. We've seen now where that bathroom door at Viking, they have it full of stickers. Oh, yeah. And then tonight we saw that... Um, here at Manic Meadery, they had all kinds of stickers, but I can't remember what it was on. And remember I said um, they don't have enough room for one more sticker. It was pretty full. Sure. But, yeah, it, it's a common thing to um, promote your likes, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of restaurants and bars have lots of stickers on stuff, for sure. It's very, 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 very common. Yeah. So we appreciate the stickers for Larry's collection. Yes, thank you. All right. Now... Moving on to our main event. Woo! Um, you know, we have talked before that sometimes we feel like we neglect LaPorte County. Uh, and we made a trip to LaPorte. Yes. Uh, this is the first time we've been back since we visited uh, Bare Bones Gastropub. True. I want to go back there. I want to see what they did with the renovations. Remember when? Yes, I, that's right. Yeah, I went in I'd like to, to, go back there to get um, our listeners' gift card f- for mm-hmm. their favorite episode, and they were <coughs> gutting the whole place and remodeling it. Correct, that is true. So tonight's episode, we focus on Bistro on the Greens in Laporte, Indiana. Yes. It's located at 299 West Johnson Road in LaPorte, and it overlooks the Legacy Hills Golf Course. Mm-hmm. 
Their website is bistroonthegreens.com, and their hours are Wednesday and Thursday, 4 to 8, Friday and Saturday, 4 to 9, and they're closed Sunday through Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So we move on to the first impressions, setting and aesthetics. Yes. And I'll let you kick off tonight's show. It's got a giant vaulted ceiling. It's like a million feet tall. It's very cool in there. Um, There is a bunch of music equipment all over the wall. Like really cool stuff too. It's not just like corny stuff up there for decoration like there's some cool stuff up there actually almost like a hard rock cafe but like bluesy sure yeah i mean it's conceptually it's there i get what you're saying yeah um the first thing i noticed right when i walk in is there is a giant portrait of i want to was it louis armstrong right in the front i believe um huge huge right there and then right underneath it like there's these two chairs facing each other with a kick drum like turned into a coffee table and right when i saw that i was like oh that's super cool i really liked that it was really clever yeah i thought that was really neat um all around the walls in this whole place are giant portraits of jazz musicians yeah it's really really neat it was neat we had fun trying to figure out who they were and we never really got around to asking anyone but i was pretty sure there was a few i was certain of but um yeah i'm pretty uh, sure the one was ella fitzgerald uh and who did you say that one gentleman with the derby hat was i don't know yeah um I, i i don't know either i'm not much of a jazz connoisseur if you will yeah so but also it doesn't take a jazz connoisseur to recognize these like monumental people well i think i for sure should know who they are i agree with you but i think i was thrown off because these portraits were like when they were younger and not when they were older when maybe you and i would have known them to look like you know what i'm saying yeah i understand that yeah but like i should i'm such a big music nerd but jazz is just something that i guess i never really got terribly (laughs) into so but these people are so important and monumental enough that i should have been able to recognize them on the spot i just didn't so shame on me for that (laughs) and to the left of this um table that you mentioned was that small grand piano did you see see that? Yes. Yeah. I don't know if it was a baby grand or if it was just an actual grand piano. I don't recall like how big I it was. It was quite big, but a grand piano is massive. They so are. I think it might have been a baby yeah, grand. Yeah, and they have live music on certain nights. Sure. Um, this night they did not, but the music that they were piping in, uh, it was it was appropriate dinner music, I thought. Totally. It was so nice. Because it was jazzy. There was a lot of like smooth jazz type of stuff. There wasn't a lot of like the sporadic, real bombastic type of jazz, like traditional stuff. Um, it was cool. It was nice. It it set the mood. It was appropriate. I was very into it. Yeah, me too. Um, I noticed, I mean, I mean, when I walk, before we even walked in, you pull up into the driveway and the outside was just beautiful. Sure. I mean... The building is very nice. Uh, I believe there are lights lit up. 
and they had some posters about Bistro in the Greens on the on the windows, and um, they had these big glass doors that you pulled open, and mm-hmm. and when I walked in, I'm like pleasantly surprised, like. It's very nice in there, indeed. Yes. I felt like I know I'm going to have a good time here, you know. And then you looked beyond, and we were taken to our seats, and that whole back wall is glass, and it overlooks a terrace where you could go outside and eat on the terrace. Sure. And that all overlooked one of the holes on Legacy Hills Golf Course. Mm-hmm. It was a spectacular view. There was some guys in that golf course in their golf carts going fast as hell. And I don't know like the protocol for how fast you're supposed to go in a golf cart when you're golfing, but I saw like the heads go by and I was like, Wow, did you see how fast that guy's going? Is that allowed? So if that is allowed, someone say something because I'm very interested in doing that. Not interested in golfing. But very like interested in drinking Tom Collins and cruising around in a golf cart. That sounds tight. <laughs> there are very few spots in that restaurant where you did not get a good view. Sure. And then And I- even if you didn't have a view, you had a view of the inside of the restaurant, which was nice to look at. So it was, all around, cool. It was really, really nice. And they were uh, decorated in that like brick red color and tan and black. Sure. It was all coordinated so nicely. And even the napkins were those same colors. It was, it was so nice. Yep. So then I also... <laughs> on, noted that I appreciated the little note cards that were at the hostess stand and it was a private little letter from the chef yeah telling you what to experience for the evening that was cool and it was really really nice and I'll um elaborate on that more in the show um we talked about the canvas paintings of the blues and jazz singers Um, and I also, yeah, I think that's all that I have on the first impressions. I was just blown away, um, by everything. Sure. Sure. So then we move on to the server and service. This was, um, as far as the history of this show goes, probably top three servers we've ever had if not the best server we've ever had uh hands down I'm, I'm, I'm on board with you she there's was no top three no 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 top three she is the best that i've ever had i mean there was never there's nothing to complain about i mean it's everything that you want in a server she knew the menu upside and down true she's dueled as the bartender also true. Yeah. And she was so pleasant, you know, and wanted to get to know us, mm-hmm. uh, why we were there to celebrate, if we were celebrating anything. No, no we're just having dinner. Yeah. M- making useful suggestions. Total. Tons of them. Um, yeah. I appreciated that all the servers... And wait staff and the hostesses, they were all dressed in black. Sure. You know, so it was appropriate. But 
even beyond Brooklyn, I don't know if we ever got to shout out her name, Uh, but yeah, she was amazing, but so were those other people from the hostess that greeted us and had that huge smile on her face. And, you know, you didn't get that. Did you make a reservation? It was like, oh, did you have reservations? It was, everything was so pleasant and nice. You got the feeling that everyone here enjoyed their jobs. Sure. And, and you know, it wasn't an act. It was genuine. Right. Um, yeah, she was absolutely incredible. Yeah. She I was d- super friendly to me. Um, anytime I had a question about something or if I was even unsure of what I wanted, she kind of consolidated my head to, for a way to lean. She was cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. She was really, really great. She was really good. Um, then we move on to our drinks. Yes. And we started with a wine flight. We did. Which was fun. It was fun. Uh, I got a Riesling and a Pinot Grigio because, you know, that's what I do. Um, neither of them actually were super spectacular for what they were. They were... Uh, Pinot Grigio and Riesling, it was kind of what I expected, and that that's fine. That's what I wanted, so I'm cool with it. The hell was that sound? That sounded like an elephant. Did you hear that? <laughs> I thought it was a foghorn almost. <laughs> Sorry huh. about that. I, I, I doubt it got picked up. <laughs> anyway, there was uh, a weird sound upstairs, so couldn't tell you what that was. Anyway, carry on. And I chose uh, Pinot Noir, and uh, Brooklyn suggested, I think it was a house sweet wine. Because she said that you would like a sweet red. Because I I hate dry red wine and white wine. I hate dry wine, particularly dry red wine. I can drink dry white wine if I have to, but what what situation are you where you have to drink wine? That's not a thing. I actually enjoyed all four of them, actually. It it was really good. And then um, I moved on later in the evening, and I had uh, Moscato Sangria. It was Moscato and Pinot Noir mixed with seasonal fresh fruit. And the fresh fruit uh, this evening was raspberries and blueberries. Is that what you have written down in your notes? Uh-huh. That is verbatim what the menu says. <laughs> good one. Um, it was very good. Very, very good. Not overly sweet. It was refreshing. Uh, I enjoyed the fruit. Um, it was pretty to look at um no complaints at all except maybe it was too small (laughs) (laughs) it was very good i had i tried it and it was awesome yeah and you had i had a gator juice which i'm pretty sure is just what's that blue thing that like the the sorority chicks always fish bowls no it's it's just a cocktail um shout out fish bowls though i love fish bowls (laughs) um it's like it's called like a a fucking blue or something like that. It's got the F word in it and it's blue. Oh, it's one of them. I don't know. Um, like a blue, blue motherfucker, maybe something like that. But it's Tito's vodka, Tanqueray gin, Bacardi, triple sec and blue curacao and some ginger beer. So it's a bunch of liquor and ginger beer. Um, and I'm pretty sure that's what that is, because those things are like blue and really sweet and easy to drink. But they like get you violently drunk because it's a bunch of alcohol and they're blue so they call them that but uh i saw that and i'm like this seems 
almost kind of strange that they would have something like this here. And I want one. And I got it, and it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And you let me have a sip of it, and I, I enjoyed that as well, too. Mm-hmm. And you got another drink later. Do you want to talk about that during dessert? Yeah, because that's when it happened. So. Okay. All right. And then we move on to apps. Yes. And we both decided to get an app. Yes. I got the fried alligator. Uh, it's just like a regular breaded and fried alligator. And it's served with like a, a Creole honey mustard, which is like super, super coarse ground and CD mustard with honey in it. And it is fantastic. And I love alligator. And anytime I have a chance to get it, I'm for sure gonna because it's not terribly common that I am at a place that has it. Which is really cool. I was just going to say that it's not very common. So could you kind of like describe what it looked um, like? It's, I guess, a white. Because, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's what could be considered a white meat. I don't really know what it falls into. Um, it doesn't taste much like <clears throat> anything I can explain. Texture-wise, it's, I mean, it's chewy like a calamari, but it's sort of chickeny it's hard to explain it's awesome it's not weird or anything um i'm sure if you see it on a menu you're like alligator i'm not getting that that's weird it's like don't think that just try it because it's it's good you'll odds are you're gonna like it it looked like popcorn chicken to me sure the way it was served sure. that's what i wanted to kind of get out what it looked like yeah i mean it was just fried stuff because <laughs> when you say fried alligator i don't want to see it was a, a whole ten, ass alligator ten, with ten a tail foot. and its legs and its <laughs> big head and nose and teeth all that it was all there a 10 foot tail come out but yeah <clears throat> um uh, i appreciate that you let me try it uh I don't like that chewing. It reminded me of lobster and all that chewing. Where are you getting this chewy lobster? I, I every lobster I've had has not been good. So and, it's and crappy lobster. This was. I mean, it did. It really didn't have a taste to it. It, uh, it wasn't my thing. I don't like chewing it, but whatever. I loved it. So I'm glad I got my app. I got the shrimp and grits. Yes. They were very good. My mom's are better. I've never had your mom's. So my I can't mom's say shrimp it. and grits is one of my favorite things in the world. It was a good size portion for an really appetizer. Was. That could have been a dinner. Uh, you could share this with two or three people very easily as easily. an appetizer. Um, it was creamy and buttery and yes. and, and cheesy uh, and and cheesy. Uh, and there were four grilled. Pretty decent size shrimp shrimps on top. Yeah. Um, it reminded me a lot of... I, are you familiar with Malta Meal hot cereal? Sure. It remi- We had that all the time. As kids, my mom would make that. And that's what it reminded me of. Like a bowl of this hot cereal in the morning. It was like comforting. And it was so delicious. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Good. And I noticed a lot of people were ordering it, too. So uh, I'm sure it's a, probably a, a fan favorite. Cool, man. And then we uh, both decided to get soups. We did get <laughs> soups, which are, where do I have the picture? Which, the while you're looking for that, I'm going to say that uh, I took a couple tastes of mine and um, uh 
I'm not sure what the older lady was there. I think she was another hostess, maybe. Uh, she came, did you not like it? And I'm like, no, um, I enjoy it very much. I'm going to take the rest of it home for a lunch one day. I want to experience the rest of my dinner. So, sure. yeah, it was nice that she picked up on, you know, that I wasn't eating at all and thought maybe something was wrong. Sure. So um, I got the gumbo yaya. And it was a chicken and sausage uh, soup, um, and it had it was presented with that scoop of white rice in the middle sure. of it, and then you take your spoon and you dip it in the soup part and with a little bit of the rice, and it was so yummy. Um, had a little kick to it, but it was you know nothing that the rice didn't temper. Um, it was very delicious, and I enjoyed it. Good. I got the uh, seafood gumbo, and on the menu, it just says everything but the kitchen sink, so I'm assuming it's just one of those gumbos that has everything in it, uh, and you could tell the base was made from seafood stock, and it was really, really good. That seafood flavor was very strong there. It had a bit of a kick to it, too, like all gumbos do. Yeah. Also had the rice scoop in the middle. I mixed it all together. And it was awesome. I loved it. I would it eat that was, any day. It was chock full of meat. I'm, I'm oh, thinking yeah. shrimp and crab. And uh, like you said, they didn't describe what was in there. It said everything but the kitchen sink. But it was full of good stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, w- I was happy with those two. Yes. Then we move on to our entrees. Okay. And we debated for quite a while. We really did. In fact, um, for those of you who know, I carry an evaluation form and I had written down what I was going to get. And then at the last minute, I scratched it out Mm -hmm. and got something different. I decided to go with the fried chicken. And it was... uh, Two pieces of skinless, boneless chicken breast. Sure. And it looked like it was um, um, pounded down. Uh, what, what do they call that? Um, the meat that's real thin. Uh, shoot, that escapes me. But anyway, that's what I felt like this was. It wasn't like your big typical... You know, big thick breast. It was sure. it was real real thin. Uh, it was it had a little sweetness to it, almost like there was honey or maple syrup in it. Sure. And then it was coated and breaded mm-hmm. and fried, and the crunch on it was perfect, and the inside was nice and tasty. And it was served with two sides, which I'll talk about later. But the fried chicken was most excellent. It really was. Uh, the entrees were also served with cornbread and cheddar biscuits. And yes. she decided to bring us out both. Mm-hmm. She said, uh, you have to experience both. And I loved both of them. I liked the cornbread over the cheddar biscuits for sure. But that's not discounting the cheddar biscuits because they were awesome. I just love cornbread, and it was really good. Uh, yeah, um, I don't have much negative to say, and it's not really negative. They were they were fine. They were just average okay for me. They were very heavy, um, like on the baking powder side almost. They were very dense and 
Um, maybe on the dry side, both the cornbread and the biscuits. I feel completely different about the cornbread than you do. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Um, I like mine a little sweeter and moister, but that that's neither here nor there. Uh, you could tell that they were both homemade, though. Sure, sure. So we talk about your entree now. I was between about uh, 30 different things. <laughs> um, I ended up getting the lobster and shrimp d'Orleans, which is a sautéed shrimp with a rich Creole sauce over rice with a whole mess of big chunks chunks of lobster in it which like you said you were debating and you told our server yeah, Brooklyn, I told when we were putting our order in i'm like i'm between like four things and mm-hmm. i listed them off and when i got there she goes that's one of our most popular things tons of people get it they love it i would recommend it so i did yeah and it was quite good the um the lobster chunks in it are substantial there was some that were bigger than me they're huge uh, a lot of shrimp, a lot of rice. The sauce the um, is indeed rich, like the menu says, for sure. It's uh, a bit intense, but it's very good. Yeah, see, now, I didn't get that intense flavor. I enjoyed yours a lot, too. Um, I, I wouldn't hesitate to order that if I went back. It was very good. Um, all the dishes are heavy with the rice. That's sure. the well, yeah, thing it's like down a, there. It's like a southern Creole type of New Orleans type of food. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's a very ricey type of food. So I get it. Right. And, and, and on that little note card, they say they offer a sophisticated spin on Cajun Creole and rustic southern cuisine. Which I didn't know that. And we're on the way there and I'm looking at the menu and I love... Like Southern comfort food, and I love Cajun food. So when I saw this, I got super, super psyched because that's some of my favorite stuff to eat. Yeah. So then uh, for the sides, I had um, mashed sweet potatoes and mixed Southern greens. Yes, those greens were great. (laughs) And they were underneath my two uh chicken breasts Mm -hmm. so it was really pretty the way it was displayed you had the pretty orange on one side and the vibrant greens on the other and then the big chicken breasts on top yes (laughs) and uh the sweet potatoes were perfect um they weren't overly sweet you could taste the butter in them um I'm a big sweet potato fan, so I was licking my chops with those. And then the Southern Greens, oh my goodness. They were very good. You know how spinach sometimes has that bitter taste? Yes. They did a perfect job of cooking out that bitter taste in the greens and had a perfect balance of butter. My side's were most excellent. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed them. Good. And I think you didn't have sides, but it was all included in your dish. Is that right? Yes, I want to say that's true. I don't remember. Yeah. No, no, that's that's how that happened. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> and then you had the cornbread and, and that yes. too. So, uh, we move on to dessert. Yes, we do. And... I have two plus marks next to my dessert. Uh, They had two desserts this night, and of course, we... They also had tiramisu. They had three. Oh, that's right. Um, They did mention that. Um, I got the bistro bread pudding. 
Uh, it's a traditional raisin bread pudding served with whiskey sauce and ice cream on top. Now, I wasn't there when this was ordered. Did the ice cream come with it or did you ask for it? Um, she asked if we wanted it. Okay. All right. So, this is hands down one of the best rice puddings I've ever had. It's bread pudding. Huh? Bread pudding. Oh, did I say rice? I'm sorry. <laughs> I love rice pudding too. But this bread pudding was so good. It was served warm, like it was just out of the oven. Sure. And it was moist and flavorful, not overly sweet. It was the perfect way to end my dinner. Good. Uh, it was really, really insane. It was so good. Yeah. It was so good. <laughs> I got uh, a peach cobbler. It was a similar kind of scenario. It was in that nice little glass cup. Like a parfait glass. Yeah, yeah. And it had a nice scoop of ice cream on top. And the temperature contrast made my my cherries, my peaches just like billow steam. It was really cool. Yeah, that was cool to see that. It looked really neat. Wafting off the Um, glass. It was absolutely delicious. It was good. I'd say mine was better. That's fine. <laughs> um, but I loved both desserts very, very much. Um, I'm not a big tiramisu person, really, but based on how those other two desserts are, I would love to try it. Yeah, I I tend to agree with I mean, you. Yeah, tiramisu is it's fine, like whatever. And but, then there was a different one listed on the menu when we were driving out. Do you the menu that on was- the way there was pretty different than the menu that was actually yeah. there yeah. yeah that happens a lot yeah, it i think happens with all the any time, good whatever. restaurant you're gonna have changes to it yeah totally so then we move on to presentation and i i've kind of hit on it throughout this podcast tonight mm-hmm. um i i like the different colored napkins they were real cloth napkins in the black the brick red tan um all the plates were white. Yes. Uh, almost intentional, so it highlight the food. Sure. Um, the silverware was substantial. Definitely. Also, not ornate or anything to take away from the food. Um, the glasses for our drinks were pretty. Yes. Um. And like I like you said, uh, our desserts were uh, displayed in those beautiful parfait glasses. Correct. Uh, you have any um notes on presentation? No, everything looked really nice. Um, it was the dishes they used were pretty traditional. Um, a solid white dish is always going to make food pop, regardless of what it is. Yeah, everything seemed consistent coming out of that kitchen. Yeah, totally. My shrimp and grits looked like the people across the way from us, shrimp and grits, and the people next to us. Sure, and I love when I see a kitchen putting out food that looks consistent. It's not always the most common thing, which is kind of insane, Yeah, but it's a thing that happens a lot. Every single dish that came out, I could see being photographed. Sure. It was, it was. They took pride in how they plated their food. Yeah, definitely. So then we move on to other notes. Um, the only uh, thing that I want to bring up here is um, 
I'll say that the chef, John Moultrie, he visited our table a number of times asking how we were enjoying his food. Super cool. And then um, I just wanted to note that many of the recipes were handed down from his grandma. Super cool. The ending of his note card was enjoy the flavors of his heritage and his childhood. Right on. I thought that was really neat, that little tidbit of history there. Yeah, I I love that little whole card. Yeah. So this is the point of the show where we take a little break. Yes. And get ready to evaluate and give our scores for Bistro on the Greens in LaPorte, Indiana. Cool, man. Okay, we are back. How was your break? Persnickety. It was a persnickety break. Without context, that's so weird. (laughs) That's okay. It's still funny. It is funny. Okay. Okay. So we go on to the scoring portion of our show. (laughs) Portion, portion, portion. The scoring portion of our show. Yes. And again, we are evaluating Bistro on the Greens in LaPorte, Indiana. Correct. Our first... Score goes for ambiance, setting, and mood. Okay. For me, when we walked in and you could feel and hear that you were going to have an enjoyable evening, uh, it was a very scenic view overlooking the golf course. Uh, It was very appropriate dinner music. Uh, The decor makes you feel like you're in Louisiana. Or down south, or New Orleans, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, Everything puts you in the mood to have a good evening. And I give them a five. These are out of five, by the way. Um, If you have never listened before. Um, And I'm also giving them a five. Because you kind of nailed it there. It was nice. Um, It was fun. There was a... A high class level, but it was laid back. All the music stuff on the wall and all the gear and the giant portraits. It was all so cool. Um, the lighting was really mellow, which I liked. It was just, it was great. Be a great place for a first date. It was a great place for that birthday party of six or eight women yeah. behind us. Yeah. Um, it was two birthdays in there. Right, right. Yeah. Happy birthday to those people yesterday or whenever it is. Maybe one of them's today. Exactly. Um, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And don't forget there's that terrace setting. Yeah. It was, yeah. Just, it was just so nice. So then we go on to value. Um, This menu is pretty substantial. It's quite large. Um, Everything is of a great quality. And I honestly think they could probably get away with charging quite a bit more than they do for some of this stuff. Um, their prices on their menu are incredibly reasonable. I don't think anything was priced too high whatsoever. I was very, very shocked when I first looked at it. Like, what? What? Do you, why is this so cheap? Do you know what I mean? Yes. So, yeah, for value, I'm absolutely giving them a five. Um, I, I agree with you for the most part. Overall, the portions were very generous. The portions were giant, which we, I feel like that's a Southern thing is 
Agreed. Portions. Um, pl- there was plenty to take home. Um, the only thing that I would say is the drinks were a little bit on the pricey side, um, but uh, they were they were very tasty, and uh, you know they weren't <coughs> they weren't too much alcohol and not uh, chintzy on the alcohol. It was perfect and. I didn't talk about my drink with dessert. Oh, well, let's talk about that uh, in quality and taste. Okay. Um, so, all in all, uh, I'm going to give them a five in value. Cool. As well. Two fives in a row from you is not common. And then we go to service. Wow, three fives from you in a row is not going to be common either. <laughs> um, Brooklyn... Our server also doubled as the bartender. She knew what to suggest. Sure. Without um, without demanding you get it. We've had some servers like that. You know, she waited to see what you had to say. And then if you were looking for a suggestion, she was right on it. Sure. Um, there's a fine line there. And she walked that line very well. Um she knew that food and bar menu up one side and down the other. Everyone there was just as friendly from the hostess to the other support staff. It seemed like everyone loved what they did and they genuinely enjoyed being there. Uh, I, I'm giving them a five plus on service. It was outstanding. Are you going to do like a, act like a number of what that plus would be? No. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm giving the service a five. Um, there's some categories that you give an act like actual bonus points for, like when a restaurant has creme brulee, you give them bonus points. I've never once on all three, I guess three and a half seasons of this show, I've never once given out any bonus points. Um, I don't think that's true. I, I I recall one episode. I don't ask me which one, but I, I do was about to. <laughs> I I do remember you giving a bonus point somewhere along the way for okay, something. Okay, well, other than that one time, um, so I'm giving service a five, and I'm not going to give one bonus point. I'm going to give two bonus points because she was so fantastic in every single regard, and so was all of the rest of the staff. Everyone there was the nicest people. I've ever encountered at a restaurant. I wholeheartedly agree with you there. Um, absolutely a thousand percent, as you would say. Uh, and then we go on to presentation. Okay. Um, All of our dishes were very, very, very pretty, for sure. Um, a lot of the things we ordered were, I guess, like kind of sauce heavy so there was a lot of red going on on our dishes and there wasn't a ton of vibrant color otherwise so i guess that would be like the only downside that i would count against it all so i'm going to go four for presentation everything was absolutely beautiful um there just wasn't a lot of additional color uh, yes. Um, I appreciate that they didn't overuse parsley as a garnish. There was a sure. little bit on the yeah. rice, but I could foresee where some restaurants with, like you're saying that, you know, those 
those colors of those dishes blend together. And sometimes it's not the most appealing look. Uh, you know, when you get the red and the green and it blends together, it kind of looks like a brown or whatever. But sure. um, I get what you're saying there. Um, for, pre- for presentation for me, uh, I appreciated those real napkins and the white classic plates that didn't detract from their food. Um, the food was beautiful and it looked as good as it tasted. Uh, every dish was consistent and photograph ready. And for me, I'm giving presentation a five. Wow. Wow. So then we go on to the biggie and this is quality and taste. And this one is out of 10. Very cool. Um, the, for me, the shrimp and the grits was heavenly and very substantial for an appetizer. My entree had three things on the plates, that chicken, the uh, mashed sweet potatoes, and the greens. And I'm going to tell you, Larry, I cannot tell you which one I enjoyed better. I enjoyed all three of those equally. It was the perfect dish. Wow, that's huge. Um and and to end my evening, that raisin bread pudding is a must have and it was a great way to end this lovely experience. Um and I'm I'm going to overlook the cornbread and the biscuit for me. Uh and I'm giving uh Bistro on the Greens a 10 for quality and taste. This is your first perfect score you've given for the history of the show. It is. I enjoyed it that much. Wow. Yes. This, um, like anyone who's a regular listener is probably like, whoa, oh my God, because you have never done that. That's kind of huge. So good for them for that. That's wild. And that's the, the point. I want our listeners, and I have this in, in, in the closing, but I'll say it right now. I encourage everyone to experience Bistro on the Greens at least one time. I know I'm going to go back there. I know I will. It was cool. that good. And, wow. And even if the food wasn't that good, I'll go there for the service because you felt important and you felt special. And it was just wonderful. Wow. Wow. That's really cool. So when I add up my points, the total is 30 and divide by six. I give Bistro on the Greens a perfect score of five. That's wild. Um, I'm going to go nine here. Um, I don't have a reason to give a nine, though. I should just give a ten because it was that good. I can't really think of anything negative. Everything I ate was delicious. Everything. All, all the apps, the soup, the cornbread, my dinner itself, all my drinks, my dessert. Everything was great. The people were wonderful. The setting was great. I'm going to give them a 10 there. Which, I mean, that brings my total school, ah, score to 31. And when I divide that by 6, that gives them a 5.16, which is over perfect. Because they got the two bonus points for the service. So... That's awesome. Um, they, this is the highest score either of us have ever given. Correct. And well-deserved. Sure. Uh, on both food and service. 
Um, I, I believe that was in his note card too. Uh, what does it say here? We take pride in ourselves setting the standard for flavorful food and great service. They know it. Please let us know if there's anything we can do extra to make your experience exceptional. And they did that without us even asking. True. It was amazing. If you go to this place and you complain about something, the problem, honestly, is probably you. Like, well, I mean, you can complain, but they will be there to fix it. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, hands down, uh, a really good find. Um, glad you researched, and this was one of your... You found this. Well, it was on my radar to begin with, but remember when we were going to go out this evening, I was working and I said, well, come up with three places, or mm-hmm. you said you could, you have three places, and I said, uh, well, let's pick this one. So it was a collaborative Actually, effort. Actually, this was my fourth one, but yeah. Yeah, well, either here or there, but it was a collaborative effort, mm-hmm. and uh, it was an excellent surprise. Uh, yes. Worth the drive out there if For you're sure. from Crown Point or... St. John. I will say something that's not worth the drive, though. Last night, after we were done at dinner, we're like, let's go to the peak and have a drink. And we got there, and it was a little after 10, and they were closed. And it was like an hour from there. (laughs) (laughs) So that kind of sucked. But, I mean, whatever. It is what it is. If you're dead, you close. I get it. It's fine. Uh, Well, and then that brings me up. You want to talk about the drink that you had with dessert? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So I ordered my peach cobbler, and then she's like, oh, my God, we have this like smoked peach like a smoked whiskey peach old-fashioned and it's awesome and i'm like i'm not much of a whiskey person honestly she's like oh it's so good and i'm like you know what screw it let's get it and we got it and there was a bunch of like i want to say like muddled peach like fresh peach in there and a smoked whiskey and whatever else is in an old-fashioned like uh, maybe the the lemon aromatic stuff and the not lemon, orange, and uh, the sugar cubes or whatever. I'm not a bartender. I don't know what goes into a, an old-fashioned. Um, so probably that. She even stated that she enjoyed the term mixologist, and she liked making these type of drinks. Sure, sure. So that that was interesting and uh, but, uh, informative as well. I got it, and I went to drink it. And uh, it definitely, you could tell it was a whiskey-based cocktail. And I was like, ooh, this burns my chest a bit. But it was very good. Uh, it was yeah, very good. I, I think I could have uh, sipped this for the whole evening, though. It was oh, sure. it was good. Um, but yeah, I um, had a straw with it. It's definitely not a strawsy thing because it was getting plugged up with that chunks of peach for sure. But uh, I made it work, <laughs> and it was good. It was really good. So our compliments to the chef and to all the friendly uh, service staff at bistro on the greens we totally enjoyed our visit to your establishment sure so um you have anything else to bring up for this no i mean go there like even if you're not in laporte go to laporte to go there it's sick it's i loved everything about it it was cool absolutely it's an experience you will enjoy we uh, invite you to check out our merch store. Yes. That's at tasty219.com. Go to the store tab, pick out something wonderful, uh, 
support our podcast. Yeah. And uh, that's all for this episode of Tasty 219. We appreciate you listening. All right, y'all. We'll see you.